Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the One Step Better Podcast. I am Mike Schaefer, and with me today is our glorious leader, Mr. Matt Patrick. What's up? How's it going, man? We got a nice little new logo. If you're watching us on YouTube, we got some uh, some better imaging in the background. So thank you. Who did that? Gia did it. Yeah. Good job, Gia. We're running Way up some stairs. We, yeah, we have some stairs going. We're getting one step better. We're getting, uh, uh, got Rocky at the top celebrating. And we even have our names on it. If Whenever we have guests that come in here, though, I don't, what are we going to do? Are we going to change it out? I don't know. She has multiple versions. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. She, I guess she's using that to post the videos. Or, yeah. yeah. She's fancy. And those marketing fancy. folks, they're pretty good at that type of stuff. We made the same thing 75 times. <laughs> this is definitely productive. Yeah. I can draw a picture of a circle and say. I like it. I like yeah. it. She does. Cool. Yeah, she does I, really I see a t-shirt in our future. Ah, you know what? We should make some One Step Better t-shirts and give them out to, to That'd everybody. be a nice little one. That'd be cool. Well, um, thank you for joining us wherever you're listening to us. We appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to listen to a couple of folks uh, talk about all kinds of stuff. And today we got one that is going to pique your curiosity because we're talking about gossip. Gossip. Um, something that is a potential culture, culture killer. And uh, tongue twister, tongue twister, and I, I think that a lot of people probably have a little bit of a different stance on gossip than what we're going to present today, and so it'll be fun. We're going to talk about that, but before we get too far down the gossip path, we got to start with our icebreaker so you get to know us a little bit better. This one I'm excited to hear. You can't, you can't read my paper. You got to wait for it. I'm cheating. Do you have Matt Patrick, the one and only? Do you have a hidden talent? Uh, I'm going to think. I really... Is it so hidden you can't talk about it? Uh, yeah. I am I still do math pretty good in my head, but not enough that I'm probably like a super talented anymore. Yeah. I used to be able to like recall numbers really well. But extent of talent, no. I'm pretty much talentless when it comes to like I have no musical abilities. Um, I, I still throw a pretty good curveball and slider, but it's not really a talent anymore when you're 47. And it hurts <laughs> after two or three of those. So, yeah, I don't really have any hidden talents. You got some killer dance moves. Maybe we'll have to. The white man overbite is my those. key move to my. Uh, yeah, that's about the extent of my dance moves. My uh, very first professor of accounting in college, he had the brain of a crazy person when it comes to math. And he would he was, I mean, he's got to be 70 plus years old. He was an old guy, older guy, I should say. For all of our older listeners out there, <laughs> sorry, Dad. Um, he he would challenge these, you know, young buck uh, business school people coming in, think they know everything, to essentially a like a math off, <laughs> where you would get a calculator and he wouldn't, and multiple or it was, I think it was just addition, subtraction, and then basic, uh, you know, three digit division, two digit, um, I mean, multiplication. Stuff smoke, that smoke those fools. He would beat the calculator, man, every single time. It was remarkable. It was remarkable because I do. I'm pretty good at math in my head. I enjoyed doing math in my head, but this guy was on a different level. I was. I that's was impressive. Really, wow, that's pretty cool for a nerd like me. That's 247 toothpicks. 247 toothpicks. Yeah. Uh, if you ever watch, you don't watch The Office, but there's an episode of The Office where Kevin, who's an accountant on The yeah. Office, is dumb as a brick and uh, can't do math to save his life. Everything he does is wrong. But then he it was M and M's. Oh, all right. How many M and M's plus? The, so what's one thousand seven hundred forty-two times eighty-nine? I have no idea. 
what's 1,074 M&Ms <laughs> times 89 M&Ms? And boom, boom here's the answer. <laughs> so whenever it was M&Ms, he'd get it right. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, so Mike, funny. what's your hidden talent? My hidden talent is I have the ability. I can balance anything on my nose. Anything, even anything you give me that is longer than a ruler. Okay. I can balance on my nose. Short stuff is really difficult. Um, I could... I could do that. We're not going to do that right now because I'm going to drop it all over the microphone and it's going to make a mess. Anything. I can I could. I you can give like me train seal, huh? You can give me that uh that stool over there. I could balance that on my nose, mic stands, anything. Because your nose is durable or big. It hurts. Your nose is not that big. No, it's not. It's I have mad skills. Yeah. Uh the heavier stuff. I say hurts. you have a good break dancer or something, but I didn't. No. I pop and lock it. I'm definitely not a good break dancer or dancer of any kind. Uh, I like to dance. Did you have the breakdancing pants when you're in elementary school? Uh, no. Parachute was, pants? That was a little bit. I was not that old. Yeah. That's not true. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> so I was. you had parachute pants? I did. Yeah. I, I, I don't remember having parachute pants. I remember wanting some, but I don't think. I don't hammer pants? Yeah, that was, that's obviously when you talk about <laughs> parachute pants. It is hammer pants. Um, I don't, I don't remember having some, but I know that I wanted some. Okay. That was what, early 90s? I had, uh, 80s? I had the, um, Parachute pants, where they're like they're like swishy with zippers on the side. It was like third grade, fourth grade. No, it never had any hammer pants. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh! I loved MC Hammer. Stop. Hammer time. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Anyway, enough of that. That's um, too much fun today. You're older than me, and so I can't talk about. So do you remember when stuff. the Beatles went live? No, I don't remember that. That's before my. And time. I remember where I was whenever. Elvis. I do remember. I do remember where I was when Elvis got died. Really? Yeah, I was at my grandmother's house. I was like four. I was like negative. Yeah, you're your baby. That's crazy. Yep. Um, you know what I did? The last thing, and then we'll move on. <laughs> um, Tucker brought this up. We hired some new people recently that are obviously they're they're, they're babies. They're they're babies. Welcome newbies. And uh, and he he looked at me and he said, "Did you know that somebody has to explain what 9/11 is to yep. her?" And I was like, "Wait, no. What are you talking about?" Yep. Well, Not my, my daughter is only six. Oh. My daughter, my oldest, is only six months. Seven months younger than our newest hire, and I was like, "Wait a minute, they're like, like wait, like they're like one grade different." This doesn't. <laughs> so this doesn't add out. up. This doesn't yeah, add up. Yeah. It, um, Mallory was taught nine eleven in school in history, U.S. Yeah. history. I, yeah. I just. We went to the World Trade Center a couple of years ago, and we did the whole thing. It's really, if you've never been, it's amazing. But uh, it was a historical lesson to her. It wasn't. It was not something that you remember where you were when. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's I definitely just, impactful. That's just that. That was like the awakening of, man. I am getting a little bit older. Not Girl, as old as you guys, but shut up, Mike. A little bit older. Crazy. Anyway, we're gonna talk about gossip today. Um, uh, if you think about building a culture in any type of organization, especially health, healthy organization, gossip is something that you're going to have to address at some point because it's gonna rear, rear its head at some point. Whether that's because you have an employee who really feeds off of that, a super dramatic. I got to stir something up just to keep things lively or because you have an employee that for whatever reason, it's not because it's part of their nature, but they do get involved in some gossip from time to time and they want to share that with other people. At some point, this is something that you're going to have to address how you address it and having kind of a, I'll say maybe a, a philosophy behind gossip on the front end will help you do that. Um, this is something that you and I haven't really talked specifically about to each other. So it will be curious to see how yep. maybe we're a little bit different here or, or the same. I have a pretty strong stance on gossip. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a second. And uh, I'm curious to hear what you have to say. But like I said, it's something that you're going to have to address if you want to build a healthy organization, because whether it's 
somebody that likes to feed off of it or somebody who accidentally slips into it, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to talk about it at some yep. point. So I'm I'm curious, Matt. Whenever we talk about just the word gossip, what it how do you define that? What does that mean to you? Um, to me, it means talking about another person when they're not in the conversation, whatever way that may be. It, I mean, in a negative way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's something that uh, you are talking about another person in a way that um, with a with maybe somebody who can't influence a, a fix of that. So it is obviously we talk to leaders about certain uh, attributes of, of an employer or a teammate and we they may talk up the chain of command or even sideways chain of command of how to improve something that it may be negative but it's with the idea of being corrective not they have bad. the authority to fix it or correct, change it or correct, influence it correct um yeah that's what i think of how about you i yeah my definition of gossip is bringing a complaint to somebody who can't solve it um whether that is you know me going to my peers and saying Something like, man, this parking lot is really broken and jacked up, and I wish it wasn't like that, or you know, something as small as that. This is where I say I have a pretty strict tol- uh, intolerance. Well, it's not a person, then. That's a it's thing. It's not necessarily a person. It's complaining. It's the it's the complaining to people who can't fix a problem. Those type of people, I don't I don't see eye to eye with them a lot of the time because like complaining comes out of a place of just selfishness and. You know, I, I feel like I know everything, and there's there's just some things there that I don't necessarily jive with. Um, it Normally, it is about a person. It's, you know, if I came and said, hey, Becky, I, you know, Matt's shirt is really ugly. I can't believe that he decided to buy a blue shirt. Out of all the shirts in the world, that's what he decided to buy. Uh, obviously, I'm talking to Becky, who can't fix your shirt clothing choices, yeah. and that's gossip in my mind. Yep. Um, the same is true if I went to Becky and said, hey, Becky, Matt is the stupidest individual in the history of the world. I can't believe that he even has a job here. That's obviously gossiping. Yep. Um, and it, that's a little bit different than if I came to you and I said, hey, Becky is really short. And because she's so short, she can't do any of her job because she can't get the stuff off the house, you know, whatever. Trying to make up something yeah. about Becky that's the opposite of what yeah. is true, so she doesn't think I'm actually trying she's to be really passive aggressive. Why here. do you mean she's short? She's taller than you, Mike. Yeah. Um, and and you know that type of stuff is a little bit different because you're going up the chain of we're command, going up the chain of command, and, and I could and I my result would be, hey, that's okay. If she's having trouble, I guess we can get her a ladder or Correct. we can get her a stool it's or whatever. With the intention yeah, of know. a correction. The the other piece that I would say there is, in gossip normally involves malice of some kind, whether it's you know to to be truthful, Becky is actually pretty tall significantly taller than I am. And Mike, so, you're short. Hey, Becky, Mike is short. short. I may be jealous of best Becky being tall because I really am. In real life, I am. <laughs> um, I'm, be- I'm jealous of everybody that's taller than me. Um, and so, so I may go to you and say, oh, my goodness, Becky's so tall. Why is she so tall? And that's really coming out of a place of malice. And I'm trying to be mean. I'm trying yeah. to be hurtful. And um, that's not a that's not a good way to build a healthy organization well when i think of gossip too i think of it as you're complaining to a peer to probably get them to agree with you but really with the intent of it's a cancer it's, it's a cancer it's it's something that that person cannot fix i hate the type of work that we're doing i hate that we have to be here at eight o'clock in the morning i hate that we you know 
we had this we only got we get pizza for lunch you know when we get whatever it is and like that person's not the person that's going to fix it nor is that person i mean they're going to start kind of negative breeds negative and mm-hmm. so i think it's important to understand like no one wants to be around people that are negative negative nellies not, not good yeah and it's i always think about from the person that's that's hearing the gossip they have a responsibility to shut it down and to not feed into that. Because if Becky was somebody who gossips, and she's not, but if she was, and she constantly came, or even came to me once and said something that's just out of line, and I didn't push back on that or didn't, didn't say, hey, you know, let's not do that, then I've now given license to Becky as that, that is an okay behavior in this organization, but also it's an okay behavior for her to participate with me. And as soon as that happens, Becky now sees that I have an outlet for this, and that's going to start to multiply to other people who do that same thing. And so I don't think the cancer that you mentioned of gossip is not passive. It has to be dealt with actively. Otherwise, it's going to continue to spread and, and up to the point where it gets out of control. Yep. And it's super hard um, as a leader. You know, one of the things as a leader, I hear complaints usually go up. You know, so if there's something not happening well, it's ha- usually in here, it's happening up. And sometimes it's complaining, and sometimes it's actively trying to f- let people know we need to fix something. And those aren't always the same thing. Yeah. Um, you know, we've talked about this before. You know, I often get talked about when we go out and it's about the failed hires we've made. If that was constructively handled, I would think it would be a lot more um, easily digestible by me than. Every time we go out, I get to hear about the failed hires we've made, not about the positive hires we've made. And it's, that's the part that I find that it's kind of just complaining to complain, not complaining yeah. with improvement. What I wrote down is that venting does not e- equal gossip, but it's pretty close. Yeah. And that's where I think that your intent starts to matter. If I'm, if, if you know, if I come to your office and say, you know, Matt, one that I, you know, my goodness, I can't get my team to get motivated and they just constantly are struggling to get work done or whatever it may be. Sometimes you people need that outlet to be able to just yep. vent. Um, normally for me, that's you know going to be my wife or it's going to be you. Um, it, and that's really kind of it. But that doesn't necessarily equal gossip. Mm-hmm. That's just me some, sometimes getting that off my chest because my intent is not to be mean or Correct. malicious towards those people. It's simply to say, man, I'm a bit overwhelmed. Yep. And I just need to breathe a little bit. And it's it's important for you as a leader to recognize the two. Yeah. They're not the same thing. And and it also doesn't mean that me as a leader have something that I have to fix right now. It's you getting it off your chest and you saying, yeah, I said, you know what? I think you're on the right track. It's more of, it's time for me to kick you in the ass or pat you on the back. Probably not trying to fix that problem. Yeah. And that, but that's why I wrote. But it's pretty close. Yeah. And so. You have like, to read between the lines there. You, ha- you can't, if, if that's a constant deal. Then I would question that. Like, all right, you need to, you know, kind of just get motivated and, and get things going because this isn't the place to, to constantly complain. And and so it it can be pretty close. And you got I think you got to watch that, um, especially if you have somebody on your team, maybe a subordinate's coming to you, in in that role and and nip it in the bud if it mm-hmm. gets to the point where man, this is a constant thing. This is where I always say, I would rather err on the side of being more aggressively against gossip. Then err on the side of being. Let it go. Yeah. 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 Totally agree. And I'd say this is something that I personally have not done great over the years is that I let people get away with it. 
um, it's there's no good of it. There's no good that can come from it. And I didn't call him out as a leader, and I and I should have. And it is one of those things where, in hindsight, you go, "Yeah, that's not good. I I should have I should have fixed that." And I've made mistakes, like every other leader has. And so it's important for you to recognize. Hey, I got to make sure that that next time ever that happens, nip, yeah. nip that in the bud right away. Yeah. And and luckily we've gotten kind of to the point now where we don't we don't have anybody on our team that is fueled by drama. Correct. We're not trying to stir the pot simply to keep things lively and. Yep. You know, just they always have to have something going on to talk about. Um, that hasn't always been true. Yep. And when we had people on the team that did enjoy drama, it was a drain. It is to everybody. And here, I, normal recognizes crazy, a hundred percent of the time. Mm, yep. Normal recognizes crazy. And for people that may have been on our team at a certain point, that was a little bit crazy. Everybody that was relatively normal could look at that and say, "That ain't right." And that crazy person. Didn't see it the same way. Right. But where we where we ran into issues is nobody was willing to stand up and say, hey, that's not okay. Right. And luckily, that's kind of fixed itself. It worked it's itself out over the years. Yeah. It, it, the, the challenge has always been, um, as a leader, you're afraid of stepping on toes. You're afraid of what happens if I call this person out and they get upset. I don't want to deal with their drama. So it's like anything else. Like, you know, you have your crazy aunt that you know, but you just, just avoid them. And so that, that defeats yeah. the purpose of the culture. I mean, that if you have one, one, you know, a wheel doesn't roll smoothly if one of the sides is out, out of whack. Same thing with your team. So in order to keep things smooth, everybody has to be kind of rowing, you know, rowing the same direction, rolling the same direction. Avoidance is the easy way out there. It is. And, and it, Especially it if it doesn't bother you. But it doesn't fix it. Like not necessarily bother you, but like if you're not actively involved with that Correct. department or that person. But it doesn't fix it and it means you're not operating as good as you could be. Yeah. Remember this idea, idea here we're going to get better. I just keep things the same. It's okay to ruffle some feathers when it is improvement. Yeah, yeah. What was that? You know, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't get stronger without tearing your muscles apart yep. first. Yep. And uh, there's a, always a little bit of pain that comes with that. So whenever you do, whether it's somebody comes to you directly or you hear through the grapevine or whatever it may be, that somebody may be a little bit chatty about things that they're not, they probably shouldn't be chatty about, or they, they're not, they're bringing it to the wrong people. We'll say that. They're going to, you know, sideways with complaints instead of uh, maybe upwards or somebody who could solve something. Do you have kind of a way in which you would like to, to uh, address that? Um, I would like to, uh, first of all, I always want to reprimand in private. So I'd want to bring him in to the office, have a very frank conversation with him and say, hey, um, there's some behavior here that I'm, that's not in line with what we want to happen here important that if you have a frustration or a venting or if you're even having an issue that you need to resolve that you go up the chain of command you know unfortunately you know the person you're talking to about these matters has no ability to fix it but other people your team leader um, the overall leadership team or whoever the role may be can help you fix that uh, situation and, and, and make sure they understand that a you're calling on the carpet about hey we don't we don't gossip here be very direct about it hey we don't gossip here if you have an issue, bring it to your leadership up the chain of command. Something's not happening the way you think it should. We want we like open conversations, but they need to be people that can fix the problem. Yeah. Yeah, I think you have to be very clear and be very specific mm -hmm. in that conversation. Um, we don't allow gossip. This is exactly what you said that I would put into the gossip category, whether it was, yep. hey, you know, Matt's hair looks dumb or can't believe Mike's wearing a blue shirt or, you know, whatever it is, all the way to Mike's short. I understand. Yeah, Mike, yeah, yeah. whatever it may be. It'd be very call that out specifically because I, I I like to believe 
that everybody that we've hired here are people who are have a high level of people smarts. They understand what that words matter and what they're saying. And I want to give them the benefit of the doubt to say they really didn't mean that the way that it came across or they didn't really understand what they were actually trying to say and, and how it had an effect on people. It was a mistake, not a habitual issue. And so I always want to say, look, this is what was said. This is why in my, my, in my brain that is off limits. And this is what I expect of you going forward. I, you know, some of the stuff we've seen that kind of, these are some kind of gossip issues we've had over the years are, do you see what this person wore to work today? Do you see that they're always showing up late? Yeah. You know, uh, do you see that they left early again? Well, they're complaining to their peer about this. They're not going, hey, first of all, they're not addressing that to the person. Hey, if you think somebody has inappropriate dress at work, you should talk to them privately, directly, be an adult, say, hey, you know, I don't, I just make sure you understand. You're, you know, I don't know how you do that tactfully, but you're going to want to make sure you have a conversation with them about what they're dressing. And if you are a peer, you, it's a good time to call it a peer for if you're not showing up late or leaving early. But if not, you're going to go to your leader. Don't go to your peer and talk about them to. Um... My favorite thing to do whenever I hear about a situation in which there's two people, there's a person gossiping to somebody else. As soon as I hear about it, I want both of them in my office. And I want to say, hey, Becky, I heard that you were talking to Sherry about XYZ. I heard that you said this very specifically. I heard that you said Matt's shirt is ugly. Is that what is that what you said? Yes, no. Sherry, is that what you you heard? Yes, no. Hey, I want you to know that it's not okay for you to talk to her about anybody in this office in a negative way. Sherry, it's not okay for you to allow her to talk about anybody in this office in a negative way. Because I want to, I want to cut it off at the bud to, to explicitly state to the person that is the gossiper. Because in theory, two people do something wrong. There, there ain't nobody here that you're gonna, you're, you're gonna have the opportunity to go to. Right. And if you do, we're gonna cut that person off to the point where they're gonna push back against yeah. you. Right. Um, and if it's a, if it's a one time, you know what, I made a mistake. It's an issue. That typically is gonna fix it. Yeah. If it's a habitual issue, that person is gonna start looking for a new job. Correct. It's th- those are. That's a very. Once again, we've had a lot of these conversations. It's a difficult conversation. You're putting yourself as a, a person who's having a conversation in an awkward position or you're doing it for the betterment of the team. Mm-hmm. And it's important yep. uh, because, if, if, like we mentioned, if it, if it left if left unchecked, it's going to spread. And then next thing you know, you got people talking about things they don't need to be talking about. And, it, and I mean, I always try to – the struggle with me in this is everybody that works here for the most part are friends in, in some way. And it's a hard line to see when – you know, I'm just upset about something and you're my friend and therefore we talk about things to the point, you know, that that's one side of it, but I can't do that with you anymore because now like that's not okay is another thing. And it's a hard, it's a hard line to walk. As a leader, Mike, how, how do, how does a leader, obviously you, you talk about venting upwards or I'm assuming peer to peer because you're, you're venting maybe to another leadership team member let's say it's about your team you want to talk about something maybe fix some stuff you're asking for advice how how do you make sure that that's not gossip versus just venting so obviously we just talk about not talking to a peer about somebody who can't control the problem leadership's probably looking for advice maybe so that's a little there's a gap there between venting and looking for help so remember my definition of gossip is i'm complaining to somebody who can't solve a problem um, and so in, in my world, when I'm talking to you or another, you know, whoever else on our leadership team, 
about issues that I'm facing or issues on my team or whatever. I'm, I'm discussing that with people that can Correct. solve this issue. I'm not discussing it with our new hires, yeah. you know, out at Chili's one night, you know, I'm talking to it yeah. with the intention Perfect. of this is an issue I'm trying to resolve. Help me resolve it. Um, now, if, if it's Becky and she sees an issue and she may go to Caitlin or Sherry, you know, whoever else on our team, I'm just, I don't want to call out too many people. Um, and, and sometimes it is, because I, I would do this, it would be, hey, I noticed that this isn't working as great. Are you experiencing the same thing? And that's okay. That's a very different conversation than the malice of, man, this person here keep is being a jack up. wagon. You keep screwing stuff yeah, up. Or, yeah, or man, Mike is always late to work, or you know, Matt's wearing shorts again, or you know, whatever. You're damn right, I am. Um, uh, you know, those types of things. And, and I have pants on today. Folks. You do, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Once every ten days. The camera can only stay waist up, right? Um, but it is the the intent matters greatly, and I want my team to be able to. You know, I want Casey, who's on my team, to go to Tammy. Hey. I'm having a trouble with this, or this isn't getting done the way I need it to. Is, is is this a me issue, or is this something that maybe we need to discuss as part of the overall team? And then from there, they may get some confirmation or some more input or feedback that maybe no, it's just a you issue, and you you know go fix it yourself. Um, and then that information kind of goes up a little bit. But as soon as it's you know, if Casey came to me and said, or came to went to another person on her team and said, you know, Tammy can't ever get that payroll process correctly or whatever it is. Well, we're about to have a conversation about, yeah. you know, about that because you're, you're intentionally trying to call somebody out with somebody who can't fix a problem in a mean-spirited way. Correct. I like that answer. The hard part, I always find the hard part in leadership is we do deal with intentions in a, a lot of times. Um, and I, I, be, I want to believe in the best intentions of everybody on my team. And for the most part, I think that they all have great intentions. At the same time, we're all human. People sometimes make mistakes, and we got to be able to call it out with grace. And all right, that's an issue. Let's uh, let's let's get let's it. Let's fix that. Um, last thing, and then we can kind of wrap things up a little bit. Um, is I have have it written down here on my on my sheet of paper. When does gossip become a fireable offense? Uh, I don't have an exact answer, but what I wrote down was really really quick. I think gossip is a fireable offense when it becomes a habitual issue. Yeah. If, hey, I I've corrected you once. Yeah. You're still doing it. Yeah. If it happens again, you will not work here. Yeah. It, because this is in in our world, this is it's that big of a deal because our culture most... is so 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 important here. And as soon as we allow culture to break down, you'll we will feel the effects in every area of our business. Correct. From people that we're hiring to the people that are in place to the services that we're offering, the ability to, to serve our customers. It gets felt across the board, and uh, uh, somebody who is wanting to gossip and willing to gossip is somebody who lacks the character that we need in order to operate an effective and efficient firm. So, uh, and, and to be fair, that's not going to be true for every business. Yep. There's going to be different thresholds. Um, you you may be okay with gossip, or maybe you know whatever. That's the only type of person you get. You know, you can come up with whatever reason you want. You're going to have to be able to draw your line on how big of a deal gossip is. Um, I would, without knowing, you know, if you're out there listening, I don't know anything about your organization. My argument would be it should be a fireball offense in your company. 
You may disagree. That's perfectly fine. We don't have to agree on everything. I You're would, wrong. I would, yeah, I agree with that. I agree that they're wrong if that's the truth. I, I, I mean, it's one of those things where your job as an owner or a leader is to um, breed the culture you want to have and, and you know, put all the efforts into making it be better. You got to set the bar and call people to it. Yep. And if you it's the same thing that. as having difficult conversations. It's the same thing about hiring the people the way in, with intention, with intentionality. Same things. Your job as leaders to drive the culture. This is a major factor in that culture. Um, this is one of the five dysfunctions of a team from Patrick Lencioni. Um, and this is also a value at Dave Ramsey, Dave Ramsey's organization. It's no gossip is a value. Um, so this is, this is not, but Patrick Lencioni's book, five dysfunctions of teams, a gossip is a, is one of the five. So just remember that as you're going. You through. can't build trust when correct. correct. If I say something and I know somebody's going to take that and spin it and talk bad about whatever, I, I can't build trust in that. Correct. Yeah. All right. Well, if you guys are out there uh, and you have some questions about what, how we handle this or, or whatever it may be, feel free to reach out. You can get us at One Step Better at patrickaccounting.com. We'd love to hear from you. We did have a question from last week that we want to talk about. Last week, uh, we talked about growing, you know, being in a, in a growth mode and having a growing business and some of the pain that that causes. And one of the questions that we got in was, you know, I, I'm not necessarily a growing business, but I have started a new business. And one of the struggles that I have is is having people around me that can mentor me, keep me accountable, and help me help me continue to grow or start to grow. Um, where do I go to find that? Other business way? owners? Mm-hmm. Um couple things. Uh, there's a, a number of networking groups. So um, BNI is a national organization. There's Toastmasters. There's um, your local chambers. You know, every town basically in America has a chamber of commerce. They usually have different groups. A lot of times they have a subgroup of small business owners. Um, your local, um, there's a, most, most cities around the country have a thing called SCORE, which is for new business owners, uh, helping them uh, kind of get their hands around stuff. Also, your professional network. So you could find your attorney, your accountant, your banker. They'll be good uh, good places for you to jump into. Um, those are all those are all great places to look. I mean, you got Vistage, which is a business community where they have they have usually groups for small businesses, new businesses, you know, different tiers. So it's a good place to jump. I would say that um, just based on the question, I read this question from the standpoint of you're probably an introvert, and you will never ever find a community of people unless you put yourself out there to be rejected and disappointed. And so all of those organizations are fantastic, but unless you pick up the phone or send an email or attend the event, actually show up, you're not going to get the advantage of them. And so get out of your shell a little bit, um, actually invite yourself. What you'll find is that the majority of business owners, the majority of leaders out there are more than willing to help mm-hmm. people who are just starting or, or whatever it may be. Uh, but you do have to put yourself out there uh, to do one it. One of the things that I was fortunate enough to do, I actually made a phone I had a, Well, I came from a big firm, so I reached out to my old former bosses and partners, and they introduced me to people that was big. But also I had a couple people that noticed I started my firm way back in the day and I had bigger firms call me and say, hey, if you ever want to have lunch? And I said, yes, I would love to have lunch. Tell me how to do this. And that was really helpful. If you're brave, you know, if there's a, if there's a bigger person in town that does what you do, call them. Yep. Hey, I'd love to take you to lunch. I... I'm new at this. I know I don't know anything. We probably don't even compete in the same world, but I'd love to just be, you know, have, I'd love to take you to lunch. Here, I'm going to, I'm going to give our listeners some encouragement right now. You, uh, you've, you've owned this business, started this business some 
long time ago. 17 years ago. Yep, seven, I was trying to do the math real quick in my head. Yeah, 17 years ago. And if today, um, in your office right now, while we were recording this podcast, you had a voicemail that come through that said, hey, Matt, my name is Mike. I'm starting a pat, uh, an accounting firm that's exactly identical to yours. I'm going to go after the same exact clients, but I'm brand new at this, and I just want to pick your brain. Can I take you to lunch? Yes. Without hesitation. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, there's a there, That's how most business owners are. Yeah. Um, and so if you just pick up the phone and ask the question, a lot of times you're going to get a positive response. Yeah, I mean, and, and honestly, too, anybody who owns, owns a business, any business at all, our widgets are different, but the running of a business is so similar. We all deal with the same stuff, which is why we have this podcast. It's dealing with employees, dealing with uh, cash flow, dealing with um, trying to find an accountant or trying to find an attorney or trying to find a banker, or trying to find insurance. Got to have customers. Got to yeah. How do I how do I grow sales? Yeah. You know all that stuff. I have you know I'm thinking about hiring my first employee. I have no idea if I can afford it. Those are all questions that every business owner had. Doesn't matter if they own an accounting firm or they own you know the shoe store. Same thing. Doesn't yep. matter. Yep. Or in Mike's case, a cupcake store. Bakery. Bakery. There you go. Mike makes cookies. I love cookies. If you're a cookie business out there, send us some cookies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next time on the One Step Better podcast. Bye.